Good evening, Foam Flingers. You've tuned in for another exciting episode of Foam After Dark. Actually, should I be saying exciting episode of Foam After Dark? Because not that I don't think we're exciting, but we're definitely more laid back and more chill. But all the same. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and switch over. There we go. Now they should be able to hear you. <laughs> You were talking before your mic was unmuted, and that, that's my fault. I do apologize. Oh, I was? Yeah, it's cool. No worries. That That's on me. I'm still, like, learning this, you know, professional being a professional podcaster thing. I see with air oh, quotes. Professional <laughs> podcaster. Professionals. Professional. Hey, uh, what's up, Sam? Glad to see you made it. Yeah. Sam was actually asking. He was like, hey, did I miss the podcast yesterday? And I'm like, no, dude, it's Sunday. It's tomorrow. <laughs> it's okay. The people, uh, we, oh, I actually, I guess I'll talk a little bit about our, our demographics and our analytics and stuff. Uh, we do have viewers from all over the world, and a lot of them seem to be watching us on iTunes. So a big hello to all our iTunes listeners. I uh, greatly appreciate Yo, it. Hello, iTunes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, tonight it's just me and Blaster. We're back to... Um, I guess back to back to back to form back to back to the basics so wait is that why you think that uh that it shouldn't be exciting because it's just us like <laughs> i think we still have exciting content even with it is just we have us. we have plenty of exciting content but i guess it's just because we kind of strive to keep things more chill no drama no bs just talking about foam and shooting the shit at least that's what i strive for <laughs> eh, it's Gotta have goals, right? Goals, yes. Speaking of goals, um, we have hit a small little milestone on, I believe it's Spotify. I got an email about it recently. I think we hit 20 active uh, listeners, and that was pretty impressive. They gave you like a little, like I guess, like little pin metal thing on the website, which I was like, cool. I don't know what that means, but I'm, you know, I'm glad people like what they're hearing. So, all right, cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us on Spotify as well, then, yeah. you 20 wonderful people. <laughs> yeah, uh, once again, in case you don't know, we are on Spotify, we're on Amazon uh, Music, we are also on um, iTunes, like I said before, and iHeartRadio. I'm trying to get us on Audible, because apparently there's a big audience space on Audible, but uh, that their, I guess, approval process is a lot different than um, how it is on the other platforms, so... Oh, yeah. it is well we it have is. two well i will tell you that we have two consistent listeners on rumble oh, every nice. episode i put out within like a couple of days there's two views so nice. i don't know whether that's just me consistently misclicking or whether <laughs> there's two people out there that, that are following the rumble thread all the same i'll say hello rumblers i guess that's a, is that what we call them rumblers, rumblers. i have no idea you have no idea neither do i um and I, of course, I also do re-upload the episodes on uh, YouTube, of course. And uh, Aaliyah Brown, hey, I just followed back on Twitter. I appreciate you if you follow that. Oh, okay, cool. If I am not online or on stream, I'll be glad to do that. Uh, but besides the point, um, I do actively re-upload these uh, podcasts on my YouTube channel. Uh, so this way, if you miss them for whatever reason, because... Uh, Twitch is a little odd in the sense that if the episodes don't have any engagement, they delete them, I think, after 5 to 14 days, depending on your level of um, 
partnership or affiliate or whatever. I am not a partner <laughs> with uh, with Twitch. Uh, I think I'm at affiliate level, which basically means that we do um, have a little bit of perks, such as like custom emojis and stuff like that. But that's about it. Uh, so yeah, Ooh, emojis. Yeah, and we also do have. I see on average a hundred-ish viewers on YouTube. So, hello, YouTubers, uh, or YouTubies. I guess a YouTuber is somebody who creates, a YouTube is somebody who consumes. Uh, sure. You can go that route. Sure. Hey, Phone Battalion, how's it going, my dude? But all the same, uh, yeah, we really do appreciate all the support um, from everybody, but I also wanted to say that I personally am thankful just to have an episode just me and Blaster. The past, I think, three episodes have just been like interview after interview after interview, and I'm not complaining at all. I love having uh, guests on the show. I love interviewing. Uh, but it is a different energy. We have to be like on point. Like These are the questions we're asking. This is the direction we're going. We can't get too off topic because we don't want to waste our guest time and we don't want to waste our audience time. Uh, so it, it's a little, it's a different flow. To have like guests on not that i'm complaining anybody's always welcome to be a guest if we can fit you in i'll be more than happy to um so this way you can talk about how you're relevant to the community yeah uh phone battalion said just this finished crossbow nice <laughs> i actually just finished working on one yesterday i think i put in the living room because I, I was bored it drew blood from me oh my goodness well, at least you should feel motivated to work on it some more. Yeah, you've you've offered a blood offering, so a I guess you're committed offering. at that point in time, right? <laughs> nice. Uh, so, Blaster, is there anything going on in your neck of the woods that you want to talk about before we go into our first couple of topics? Uh, before we go into? Yeah. No, but, I mean, there's stuff going on that we're going to talk about afterwards. Oh, yes, uh, since Since you brought that up. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, just, uh, we've been having a good time. Like we just had our, uh, we had another Hanu event this last Sunday. We do it the, or Saturday, we do it the first Saturday of the month up here in the north side of Houston. And we had some pretty good turnout and especially for it being like a hundred and I don't know what the hell stupid hundred and something that day. I yeah. mean, it was bleeding hot. Uh, but we still had a good time. Uh, ran some games and we shot at our friends and a good time was had by all. Nice. Yeah, I just wanted to um, have Blaster throw that out there because I have been approached by people asking if there's any events going on in Houston. I don't live in Houston. Blaster is. I have no problem directing to the right people. Um, and there are two clubs uh, actively in Houston. There's Hanu and there is the Space City Foam League, which we'll be talking about that later. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But I just wanted to go ahead and put that out there. And uh, I will talk about it in regards to myself. Um, there, There's a possibility there may not be an episode next week because uh, this Thursday, actually, I'm driving all the way up to Dallas to participate in Jared's Epic Blaster Battle. Uh, it's going to be my first one with my girlfriend, so she's excited and nervous. Uh, I'm just nervous because I don't like driving long distances, but that's me. <laughs> that's a me problem. Uh, but we, we should go up there for the event. We're going to stay about a week and then drive back. Uh, I should be back on time. I just don't know about my energy levels uh, returning. So I just wanted to give you all a heads up now. If you get an episode from me, cool. 
If you don't, uh, Blaster will be there to tell you <laughs> that I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, we'll work it out. I, I might have my streaming stuff together, so nice. it, it might be over on my channel, so yay. Works for me. Cool, then. Let's go ahead and bring up our first uh, little topic. This is uh, We're actually changing Mod of the Week uh, because, just like how I said earlier, how there I might not be here next uh, Monday. We're just going to change it now to Featured Mod, uh, just to keep it simple, just in case there is a week that is missed. Let me just go ahead and bring it up. This is the Megataliator by Nerfaholic. And uh, Blaster was the one that found this. <laughs> it's it's cool. Like uh, I've seen where he posted it a couple different places uh, and a couple different discords that uh, we are both on together. And I uh, thought it was pretty slick and certainly worthy of us seeing it, especially because it's a Mega Blaster and it hits over 150 FPS. So yeah. watch out. He says about 160 average. Uh, let me see, I'll just read a little bit of his description since I have it up here. Uh, this has been a long ongoing project that consistently um, consists of mixing homemade shells uh, with 3D printed internals, <laughs> which I think is kind of a given. You can tell that it's uh, integrated that way. Hey, it's Yeah, there's Steve. a lot Welcome. going on there. We'll get to your question in just a minute, Steve. Um, yeah, and essentially he's using a 21 kilogram spring aka a k27 spring and shoots an average of 160 fps the plunger tube is 1.5 inch outer direct diameter brass uh specifically a sink tailpiece and it's a 3d printed uh with 3d printed pusher with some pvc elements attached as well and he says it, it looks a bit janky but it has the hits where it counts it has the hits where it counts well i mean it's 100 and it's i mean once you get over 150 fps with the mega blaster you like you're you're seeing sending those singing sausages down range at, at 150 <laughs> fps you're gonna get singing everybody's sausages. attention yeah that's 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 like our joke name for them is singing sausages because i have a mega burn uh skadoosh and nice. uh and it's it does that it's a one 150 to 180 depending on um what it feels like that day and uh, <laughs> and yes it is that kind of temperamental but uh um yeah and and i do run that competitive for for those of y'all that ask i have regularly run that uh on a competitive field and been very successful with it because it does its role very well Nice. I would actually want to talk about that a little bit more. I know you guys have done, uh, at least fr from what I've seen, some competitive Mega XL, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Like we just everybody. We I think we did the three on three with everybody with yeah. the Mega XL blaster. It was there was tons of fun. Speaking of Mega XL, I just happened to have these in front of me. Uh, draw goofy faces on your Mega XL darts. This way, when you tag people with them, it adds insult to injury. <laughs> happen to have those in front of me yeah so uh i drew uh i drew a blue pig face on <laughs> nice. one of mine like a long time ago because i just uh 
when, when people like refer to them as sausages, I was like, well, no, megas are sausages. These are the whole dang pig. Um, <laughs> that's and a, that's so like true. I refer to them as squealing blue piggies. And so, yeah, it's just nice. Just, just to have fun with it. Right. Cool. Uh, well, it's Blue Steve said, do y'all have any opinions or experiences on HPA blasters? And I will leave that uh, to you, Blaster, I know you've had more experience there than I do. Uh, I've, uh, I have experience there, but I mean, I know you uh, have thoughts on that. Uh, I think they're great. I have no problem with them. Um, uh, I, I don't see what the issue with them is. It's just another source of propulsion. Mm -hmm. um, it's... it's uh, pain in the neck to keep them maintained and running but i think that's the owner operator's problem not anybody else's on the field uh, i'm not sure what what the issue uh, i mean i've heard lots of people with all sorts of complaints about them but i just mm -hmm. um I, none of the complaints that i've heard seem to rank any validity to me so cool yeah well, that's I... my opinion on it I've used a little bit of HPA stuff myself, um, mainly in the form of like Godzookas and stuff like that. But I consider that almost like LPA, not HPA. Um, H, you know, the Godzooka has a huge uh, bladder in it, but um, I think that's on the lower end of HPA. Um, but well, uh, that's, I mean, that's usually referred to as LPA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because like you're running, um, everything you're running in there is uh, going to be way under, mm -hmm. you know, 30 psi so you're probably closer to like 17 or so um but when you when you get them jacked up like you can put you can put a decent amount of pressure in there and i, I like bladder blasters and i like uh pressure tanks and mm -hmm. um it's just every single form of projectile chucking is interesting to me for their because they each have their own merits and their own um flaws <laughs> uh flaws yeah oh. No, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I don't personally have anything against HPA blasters. I've used a few of them uh, in the old NIC days, uh, way before I was any sort of content creator. I say with air quotes. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I agree. I think they're just another form of um, pr pr propulsion <laughs> for our blasters. I think people are misinformed on them as well as. Uh, I guess intimidated by them in all honesty. Uh, my suggestion is um, don't listen to the large form to to mods on the large format um, websites. That would be because ninety percent of the time they've got some kind of uh, weird fixated opinion, and uh, if you say something contrary to what they believe, then you just get banned. So there's just take it with a grain of salt. If you really want to understand something, go talk to the people that actually play with it and get their perspective on it. Like not people that um, don't play with whatever it is or work with whatever it is that you're um, interested in. So if you want to, if you want to understand HPA, go talk to the people that actually run HPA rigs mm -hmm. um, and you'll get, you know, decent good information and more than one source too right like because some people could be operating with some bad information or uh be a little bit looser with safety protocols um 
my my personal opinion is safety is your problem uh you know use you know use everything at your own risk mm -hmm. uh, just be cognizant of the hazards and how close you are to other people because if you kill yourself that's your stupid if you severely <laughs> yeah. injure, if you severely injure somebody that's else true. you're just being an asshole and that's don't true. be an asshole yeah and the, the thing is i know i know hpa gets all bad rap uh but i can say the same thing for lipos i can say the same thing for 3d printed blasters i've seen a lot of people uh, i've actually had people in my local group that don't know anything about lipo safety and they're just running them like if I'm going to be blunt, like jackasses, and I'm like, dude, that's about to pop. <laughs> uh, lipos are are perfectly safe. Um, just don't oh, no, go yeah, sticking yeah. a hole in them. Well, just don't go sticking a hole in them, and you'll be 99% of the time. That's where a problem's going to yeah. come. Yeah. Um, if they do get puffy, just be aware. If they get hot, turn them off. Yep. Like, it's just it's very simple, basic things to do. Yeah, I, I um, just think it's a lack of them. a lack of basic general education. I'm not seeing anything as worse than the other, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, and with the with the more common availability of them, mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be that that ignorance. And I don't use ignorance in a condescending way. I use it in, in a factual way of lack of knowledge. Yeah. Like that definition of ignorance is a lack of knowledge. Oh. Um, and so don't just pick things up. And be ignorant about them try to be aware of what you're using and with every type of form of something there is some type of risk right like mm -hmm. uh a, the even a pump action springer right like if you're clearing a jam and you bump the trigger right like well <laughs> there goes your fingertip right like yeah. you just <laughs> especially uh, something like the, the the mega what's it the, the ranger the huge one with a huge plunger that thing looks oh. intimidating to clear a jam <laughs> yeah like uh and stampede finger is a real thing yeah. right like like grand thumb you have mm -hmm. stamp we have stampede finger and you stick your finger in a modded stampede uh <laughs> yeah you're you won't do it a second time yeah oh uh, you see it's actually funny that you brought that up because i was looking at middle gears today for a stampede kit and i was this close from purchasing them except i'm like i'm in the middle of a move i don't have i don't have time to be working on a kit no matter how good of a deal it is hey you should have bought them anyways i know i should have that's besides the point <laughs> uh. anyways yeah we hope that answered your uh, your question steve uh like i said mixed opinions on both on both sides but like we both agreed it just takes a general uh understanding education for it my general my general philosophy uh, on on everything uh, of this matter is um <clears throat> uh live the adventure but respect the danger so do the fun stuff but be aware that fun stuff can kill you maim you cause you serious injury death or worse and that's it yeah foam battalion said they're all perfectly safe until you give it to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing he says and i'm one of them but i'm still trying to learn but you know what that's that's a perfectly good way of, of viewing it which and i say that all the time in my videos too and i've been in the hobby for a while i still don't know everything and i don't claim to know everything i think it's it's arrogant for anybody to just be like i know everything about everything and that's a whole like that's a whole side tangent um i think there's nothing wrong with admitting hey i don't know as much as this um, uh, enough about this as i probably should 
or maybe I just haven't had the opportunity to learn about it because uh, I haven't had anybody that I trust, keyword that you trust, to educate you on it. Yeah, there you go. Somebody that you trust. I mean, I, I'm just like, pick a lane and go there. Mm -hmm. um, and if somebody comes along and says something about it, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, mm -hmm. um, just you better, if you're going to criticize, have a good argument. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much. Yeah, it's because um, not necessarily in regards to the nerf community, but I have seen in other communities where people have given other people, I'll just say wrong information because they wanted to either mock them or uh, see them make an ass of themselves. And I'm glad the nerf community hasn't been like that, at least from my perspective. Well, um, I mean, hey, that's just kind of like. Uh... Mm -hmm. I mean, you can call it gatekeeping or hazing or or whatever. Yeah. That's just you know, this is somebody just being a jerk because they. Oh can. yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, they you know, some people just get get all off on their their semblance of superiority, and in short order, those people are people I find nothing to do with. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, and to kind of close out that little side tension about HPA. Um, if you're trying to take it to a group, um, check with the group beforehand. Uh, that's the only advice I can give. I'm not going to say one way or another they are allowed or not allowed. Uh, every group varies. That's that's my closing argument on it. Every group varies. <laughs> I would say that uh, show up with it mm -hmm. um, and respect if they say, no, you can't run it. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to tell you is that um, show up with it, demonstrate it, show that it's safe or whatever. And if they still say no, just respect that that's, you know, somebody has to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And even if they're making a decision out of, out of fear or, or whatever, ignorance, yeah. uh, or ignorance of the, of the subject matter, um, they still have to, they still have to make that decision. And, uh, if, if they're running that club, then it's best for you to respect it. Uh, if you want any chance to be able to run HPA or, or, or anything like that there, uh, respecting that that first no um, goes a long way to eventually getting a yes and don't be disheartened if it takes a year for for people to come around to it um, nobody's going to stop you from shooting it in your backyard or going down to a park when you're by yourself and setting up some targets and shooting at them uh, do that if that's what if running HPA is really that important to you um, then do that and it's perfectly fine yeah absolutely all right let's move into our next topic i think we kind of beat the hpa side tangent to death oh yeah you can beat on it some more if we needed to yeah. um that's a whole separate so this episode. one's pretty cool like uh um custom stuff right like yeah so this is for the lock blaster spoiler i have i have had my hands on the lock blaster i did a review for it um i liked it uh it's not a performance blaster i will put that out there for the sake of argument but uh this kind it's of trash <laughs> this kind of i'm fix, joking i'm joking <laughs> this kind of fixes a lot of problems i had with it and it is a lock blaster uh i say drop-in kit that has to do some minor shell cutting from performance mods on etsy and uh here it's just the files he includes it includes uh let me see that just popped up let me go back mm -hmm. It includes uh, the new slot that is going to allow you to side load into the plunge. I'm sorry, into the cylinder itself. A new uh, 
lever for your lever action this a new uh, cylinder and some more little like minor internal things to help with performance he also does recommend using a six kilogram uh, strong arm spring and he's able to get i believe he said up to 160 150 fps just doing that on its own and once again the community fixes a production engineer's flawed design mm -hmm. Well, in all actuality, I, I don't think the Lock Blaster is that flawed. I just, I'll be honest, I think we all got a little spoiled because the, the Longshot Pro came out and it was like, wow, everything X-Shot's going to put out now is going to be gold. And then when this one only hit about 75, maybe 80 FPS, we, everybody was like, hmm. Well, that's what, that's its target audience, though, is oh, 70, yeah. 75. It's not intended as a competitive blaster, so I don't know why people would think otherwise like this is uh this is a give to a nine-year-old or a couple of nine-year-olds and let them not shoot each other's eye out right uh but if you are looking for something a bit more competitive i would recommend this um it's about maybe 10 bucks nine bucks for the files and uh i've talked a little bit to the guy and he seems to be a good guy pretty cool pretty cool and yeah, I just wanted to throw this out there in case anybody else had issues. My issues actually were with the uh, the Lock Blaster's um, cylinder ejection. Uh, it claimed that it could you can remove the cylinders for it, and you can, but it seemed to me it seemed more like a design flaw <laughs> than an actual feature. I think they saw this as a design flaw, and they tried to rub it off as a feature. Uh, yeah why does it not execute smoothly or no, something no it does not like what well, it you know after after the show go back and watch my video at least at a two minute mark where i'm like i'm struggling with it and i left the whole thing in in real time so i even put like a little caption which like suffer with me while we try to get the it's not a smooth ejection at all all right i'll check that out yeah but anyways yeah i wanted to put this out there i thought this was a really cool little kit it fixes a lot of the problems and issues i had uh, and not even that I'm looking for a performance blaster. I just was looking for a blaster that's lever action, which this does um, fill that role, but also one that um, not necessarily hit a little bit harder, but was like a little bit more reliable. I felt the lock blaster could have been improved, and this does a great job of improving on that. Especially just here, the side loading. I don't know if you guys can see that side loading bit right there. That looks really sweet. It's always nice. Mm -hmm. All right, then. All right, we just talked a little bit about HPA, and I guess this is LPA, so I'll, I'll bring this up. This actually came out a while back, I think about a month ago. I, I will still link to it. Uh, there is a blaster called the Gobzuka, which is an older blaster, and they've apparently re-released it, or at least re-released a variation of it on Walmart.com. Well, I mean, it can't be the Gobzuka because it's not the same company that made the Gobzuka. So. Yeah. But it definitely looks an awful lot like it. Like I'm. It does. Did we determine whether those were bean bags or yes, whether they're this, foam balls? This is bean bags. Okay, right. Yeah. All right. So that does mean that it's going to be shooting a bit. Um, I would say a bit weaker, but it's claiming only to shoot these bean bags 30 feet, which is kind of like eh but i mean the gobzuka really wasn't all that great either it's once you singled it down and did everything else to it that's when you could shoot like elite darts you know 200 feet easy nice 
So what you're saying is this mm -hmm. might be a, a new form of a uh, of an LPA tank. Basically, yeah. Yeah. It I it looks like it's got a heck of a piston in there. Um so yeah. that that'll be interesting to see how much pressure that can uh if, build up to. If it looks at all like the gobzuka which is the one that I, I currently have right now it's missing the outer kind of like shell that goes around the uh big i'll just just say like tank and plunger area um that can hit about maybe 300 fps easy with like elite and uh half length darts and when i use it just for games where we use like mega excel for like uh kind of like titan ball or something similar to titan ball um, and that's hitting about 150 with a uh, with a Mega XL, and that's because I don't have a perfect seal. I was like, you know what? I'm fine with not having a perfect seal because that's 150 s, 150 FPS for Mega XL, and that's that's scary. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be like knocking over small children. Something to that extent. Yeah, I'm like you headshot us, you know, headshot a <laughs> nine year old, and they're like. <laughs> picking their teeth up out of the dirt or something but, uh, yeah i mean it's true um walcom had said something about that in his uh video about the ranger where uh he had mentioned if you if you have a group that has just like a blanket fps uh 200 fps from a mega blaster hits a lot different than 200 fps from a little half length dart you know you're literally yes. going to be putting bruises on people, which uh, is not what we're you know trying to do in our hobby at all. Well, I will say that it depends on which dart you use. Yeah, that's very um, true. Very true. Uh, if you use those, uh, uh, the whirlwind darts, whatever they call them, the the rubber tip, uh, cheap made, AccuFake, whatever's mega. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah those yeah. things, those things, those things are going to leave a mark. Uh, of course, if you use the FGA, uh, FVJ-tipped Megas, then those are going to leave a mark. Um, but I find... But yep. I find uh, the Mega AccuStrikes, the, the actual Nerf brand AccuStrikes, do not um, leave a hard impact. They, they have like a lot of a big compression zone in them and fly real good and straight and true and don't like you don't really deviate that much yeah well they don't they don't hit real hard mm -hmm. yeah i we're, we're not on stories yet but i'll i'll go ahead and do a little side tangent there because um uh, we had a war i think just this past weekend and uh it was very windy. Where we live, it's usually very windy. We usually have at least 10 mile an hour winds up to like 18 mile an hour winds on a regular day at our park. Uh, so we're, I really know like about accuracy in regards to high, um, high wind velocity and um, wind resistance and all that jazz. But besides the point, we had one player that was just complaining the entire time because he kept getting face shot and quote unquote. But in reality, what was happening is it was just so windy. People were shooting center of mass because we, we tell players to aim for center of mass. Um, 
And they're just whipping off to his face because the guy doesn't want to wear a face mask. And I'm like, dude, that's on you. I get face shattered all the time, but I wear a mask, so it doesn't bother me. In fact, got my face mask right here. Mmm. It's an old hyper mask, but uh, modified for my GoPro. Hyper. I don't actually, I, I don't like hyper, but this mask is huge. Like straight up, this is for like an adult size head. Nice. So that's actually why I got I'm, I'm going to paint it up some more and stuff. That's why it's here, but besides the point. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Next we have uh, Dark Outlaw Zone. Files. Yep. Dark Zone. So Dark, Dark Zone has released some files that are free to download, and I wanted to put that information out there for people. Uh, in case you don't know for whatever reason, they are releasing the holsters, both left and right holsters for the Dark Zone Outlaw, as well as the Outlaw Cylinder Holsters. Which I think is a bit odd, because I think they only give you two cylinders with the Outlaw. I guess how they saved up money. <laughs> but I imagine I imagine they're going to have cylinders for sale. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, either on their website, or uh, maybe on Target.com or something. But there, I did see where people have already made a replacement cylinder, three D printed ones. So, yeah, I was that's gonna. That's already a thing. Yeah, I was gonna say that I was um, talking a little bit with Xbox Games, um, who's an old friend of mine from when I first got into the hobby or got back into the hobby, uh, and he's uh, one of the people that started making these uh, new cylinder-ish cylinders. I say cylinder-ish. I should have seen the photo now. That I think about it. See if we can get one real quick without messing things up. But yeah, he's definitely started making those. And um, they, they came out pretty well. And he does a good job of um, like color matching. So if you want a specific color, he can match it pretty well. Let's see if I can bring that up real quick. Color color matching uh, printed parts is uh, tedious, to say the least. Yeah, um, yeah. When I had okay, here we go. I got it. Real quick. Trying to stock a huge variety of number of colors is um, okay. can be very pretty problematic. Let me go ahead and bring that down and bring this up. Huzzah! So right here we can see that uh, he makes them actual like cylinder cylinders. Actually where they're rounded and stuff. That looks good. It saves uh, a little bit in filament there by not uh by not printing not making the, those the flat sides, yeah. Uh he he does offer the option where if you want the flat side printed, he'll do that too, but um Multiple different colors, multiple different varieties. Uh, once again, this is Xbox games. And uh, $18 per cylinder. I mean, that it's a bit steep, I suppose, but I think they're good quality. Uh, Fox has always you know, worked very fairly with me. I will say caveat, he's a friend of mine, um, but he's always been very fair with me. If ever I had a problem, I would just email him or message him, and we would get it resolved like almost right away. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on with the Dark Zone Outlaw, which I still don't have one yet. So I will say that for pure transparency, I don't have one yet. I'm trying to get a hold of one. Uh, I haven't been looking all that hard if I'm being entirely truthful, but, uh, yeah, I might break down I one day and get it. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have one yet either. 
So you're not alone. Not that I don't want one. It's just I've got other things going on. So. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel too. All right. All right. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, the Kyle and Lance from Mall Mutation Madness Hardcore. Uh, and for those of y'all that don't know, the tickets went on sale yesterday. Um, and they are selling out. So you, if you want to go to Mall, Mall Madness Hardcore 4, I suggest you get your tickets mm -hmm. because... Uh, he had posted today's Monday to Monday afternoon. Uh, he had posted that they're at, they had sold 54 tickets in one day yep. and that's how much they had sold in a week before. So they might actually be sold out by the end of the week. We'll see. I'd like to think that we helped out a little bit with that. That's fine. <laughs> I, I thoroughly expected them to sell out like a Taylor Swift concert. That's been yeah. my running joke <laughs> and I will continue to to make it <laughs> yes to make it that way so um yeah but but in all seriousness and in all honesty uh we wish them the best because uh it's a big ordeal that they've chosen to take on for themselves and i hope it's fun i hope they continue to do it for as long as it's fun because i would like to at least try to make it to one in the upcoming future uh which is ironic because me and my girlfriend were just talking about that today about how um once we get fully situated in the new house first thing we're going to start doing is traveling 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 um not just for my foam career i say with air quotes um but just your foam with, career <laughs> with air quotes um but to visit friends that i've had all over the country but also to like see places that we've never got the chance to see because um the older you get the more you realize that money while it's important it doesn't mean a whole lot because you can't take it with you <laughs> <laughs> and the, the memories that you have and the experiences that you share those are what's going to carry you um in the dark times i'll just say that absolutely but speaking of dark times uh this has nothing to do with dark times <laughs> our next topic is actually about um one of my friends which i'll save in full transparency uh this has to do with mr walcom s7 i consider him a friend of mine we've been friends for a while um Facebook friends, and then recently, once I started making content, um, closer friends, I'll say that, and a uh, couple of um, weeks back, it's been a while since we've done interviews, my concept of time has been kind of in flux, but... Um, yes, yes, it has been. Walcom recently received, for his birthday, uh, his own custom X-Shot Longshot Pro, uh, from XShot, so preface by saying this is from XShot. He did not request it. He did not ask for it to be sent it to him. Uh, as well as like some stickers just for saying like, hey, thanks for being an awesome dude. Um, thanks for, you know, promoting us, but being fair with things. And uh, to be totally transparent, he has gotten some shit from it because people are petty and people are like, well, how come he gets a free thing and I don't? And it's like, that has nothing to do with him. Like, yes, this was gifted to him, but you need to take that up with X-Shot. <laughs> That's has nothing to do with him. He did not request it. He did not beg for it. He did not cry about it. Um, um yeah. You know, just somebody that he works with in a professional capacity mm -hmm. decided, decided to, to gift him something that, mm -hmm. uh, 
that they they share like i don't yeah. Uh, people are going to be petty, whatever. Yeah. But I, I've had professional friends who I have given birthday gifts to oh, or, yeah. or Christmas presents to. Um, and full on knowing it was something that they liked. Um, we maybe never even did anything outside of work together other than maybe go to lunch um, often. But, you know, just, you know, somebody that, you know, I knew in a professional capacity knew that they would like something, just, you know, give them a gift of appreciation of hey i when we're whiling away at uh, doing whatever garbage work we've got to do thank you for keeping me entertained and sane no and i get to see this is the same thing of like you know just mm -hmm. a gift to somebody that you know they appreciate yeah it's just a, i think it's awesome because they did a short batch run of like half a dozen um shells and with a very uh busy artwork oh yeah with lots of lots of color lots of lines lots of shading lots of anime uh, girls <laughs> yeah well i mean it's welcome so yeah yeah they're 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 ticking his boxes so yeah um but it's the, the fact that 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 they that they were able to do a small production run of just a short small number of mm -hmm. blasters that are very customized mm -hmm. is really interesting to me because uh, i understand the things that it takes to make that happen and the fact that they made that happen tells me that that's a viable thing so to me it would be awesome because like we've been doing this hv xenos thing and to me it would be cool if like we could order uh like a dozen custom blasters and then offer them up as uh as prizes or whatever to to win you know for objective points or something like that just to have yeah. some fun with it so yeah what i'm actually the most excited for um on a side tangent is the fact that this was put out in a relatively short amount of time and it's relatively high quality. It's the same quality we would expect if you've used a long shot pro, the uh, painting, or I don't even know if it's like vinyl dipping or wh whatever weird technique it's, it is. It's some type of dye sublimation process. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know what, the... what's, what actual technique they use because there's a variety of, of techniques or, or machines that do that. Mm -hmm. But it is some type of uh, non-contact or light contact dye sublimation process. It's got to be some industry secret that we're not aware of, but <laughs> no, there's about six different, well, solidly about four different processes um, that that can do that, and they're all kind of termed in this dye sublimation term, even though it's not necessarily the proper term. It's there's a lot of things that that do that, but it's really neat. Yeah. Well, going going back to my original point, uh since they've done such a great job of this it makes me very hopeful for what's going to come out in the future uh which means that whether we see maybe go to target and see a walcom s7 like long shot pro there which would be kind of hilarious on a side tangent um but to see other blasters coming out and i had i had referenced this uh, when i did my review of it which is like even if we just only have the long shot pro for like the rest of this year uh, in, in the uh, X-Shot Pro category, but they're going to give us different skins. If the skins come out looking this high quality, this uh, 
this much attention to detail. I'm very happy with that. Uh, I don't see why that wouldn't be a thing. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, they did it with uh, the kickback and mm -hmm. the reflex and the, I know they named them different things. I can't remember what the name was, yeah. but, uh, and the, the flip fury thingy. That's not yeah. a flip fury. Uh, they did that with those and uh, about that though i do want to voice my complaint in that they in the american series ones the ones that were like stylized with the eagle and the flag and stuff which are really really cool mm -hmm. they didn't do the uh the the kickback version with that and so like i really wanted that so xshot please do that if you're listening did they not do that? Wow. Okay. There were so many. No, they did. They did the bigger one. They did the really little one, mm -hmm. and then they did like the bigger one, but they didn't do the actual kickback, which that would have been awesome. But, That's all. Awesome. Or the flux, or whatever they called it. Yeah, I, I forget the names. I mean, somebody tried to correct me once because I, I called a um, what was it? The, it's the Dino Attack uh, Reflex Six version. They're like. Actually, it's not the reflex. It's six. It's called the extinct or something. And I'm like, I don't care. It's a reflex six. <laughs> like I, I love it. You know, it's it's a very powerful little blast you can give to like a new player or even just as a secondary. But uh, it's just a reflex six. Yeah, it's. Uh, thank you for correcting me. Mm. I really just couldn't come up with the name at the time, but yeah. it's still a reflex six. It's like you knew what I was talking about. Why well, you got to be so pedantic? <laughs> um. Uh, it's not 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 necessarily always something wrong with that but oh yeah uh, i'm just i'm it, just joshing it, them <laughs> it's it just depends on how hard they press the issue right like yeah. oh yeah yeah you're right i know it's not i just can't remember the name absolutely well then yeah i just wanted to touch on this um i don't know i just wanted to comment on you know stuff like that and also wish uh welcome a, I, as a belated birth i gave, told him happy birthday on his birthday but just formally you know, from all of us here at Fun After Dark, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing that I wanted to bring up is something that we've actually been uh, talking about for a while. And this is a project that Lancer Arms has been working on, as well as uh, Better Call Surge, uh, who isn't here at the moment. So it is what it is, but it has to do with the SCFL, which what is the SCFL? If you want to kind of fill us in in case we don't know blaster uh, so uh scfl is space city foam league it's a uh kind of competitive ultra stock focused um so we're talking 170 to 300 fps and nice. plus um blaster kind of competitive like next tier kind of gameplay um more adults so it's more mature we're running pretty fast and pretty hard and uh, it's really really athletic uh, more focused gameplay and uh, the HV Xenos game that we've kind of been working on is something that is uh, you know it's kind of a play on words on HVZ because it is like it a is. mass player <laughs> because it is like it's a mass player game but the difference of it is that it is focused on squad-based warfare or squad-based tactics and engagement um the the 
there are roles in the squad and the roles give you different abilities and the thing that i love the most about it is that it allows you the, the kind of the big brain concept or overall arching concept is uh, a game where you and five to eight of your buddies can go and run a, a, a mass player hvz style game um, together as a squad and what you guys do is what you guys get to do and you guys kind of get to play the game how you want to play the game yes it is uh, i don't know kind of paramilitary but that's just kind of the scenario of squads based squads focused uh, a gameplay yep. but that's what it heavily draws on is squads, squad roles, and just putting you and your buddies in a scenario that you run through together. And there's a squad leader, there's a corpsman, there's a heavy gunner, there's an engineer, nice. there's a, a recon, there's a rifleman. Like it is, like I said, it is paramilitary. Um, so if that's not your jam, I'm sorry, but that is kind of the focus on it. And I would say uh, so I would say is... it's it's paramilitary in the sense that it's kind of at least for me because I, I have had the privilege of looking through the rules which I know you guys aren't necessarily like restricting but they're not like a hundred percent like uh, solid yet. Yeah, they're still a work in progress. Yeah, like it's but it, one it, step above being ink blotted on a paper towel or something. <laughs> but it definitely reminds me a lot of like Aliens Colonial Marines and I really liked that. Like if you're a fan <laughs> of the Alien series, that that's what it it uh it made me think of in a good way. It was heavily inspired by, yes. yes. Uh I cannot deny that. Uh anybody would quickly call me a liar, especially <laughs> when you especially when you start getting into it but because aliens the movie was uh was very interesting mm -hmm. uh, even though it was you know an action thriller film or whatever um but uh and films along that kind of uh, genre uh, are very interesting and appealing to me and i just always thought it would be fun to have a group of friends to go uh kind of play in that movie style of movie where yeah work together and i just love i love the team dynamic i love the teamwork i love i, I really enjoy um just getting together with my friends and uh working together and solving a problem and and you create like a stressful environment to do that and it really creates like really good bonds with your friends because you have this adventure that you get to talk about for the next you know three months till you go live another one to you know you go run another one or whatever and then even three years later, you'll still talk about, hey, you remember that one time mm -hmm. at the this one scenario and like we tripped and fell or <laughs> Garrett was mad because he's like, we did all this for a stinking egg. Like, <laughs> yes, Garrett, we did all this <laughs> for, for a stinking egg. egg. <laughs> nice. Uh, so right now what I have on the uh, screen plane is uh, some footage from Foam Dart uh, Marksman. Which is AKA Better Call Surge. Uh, this is from his YouTube channel, so I want to give credit where credit is due, uh, for multiple reasons. But I consider him a friend, even though we haven't really talked that much. But he's been a big supporter of not just the channel, but also uh, HVX in general. I think he's kind of been like the right hand guy for getting this done. Yeah, he it, without his help um, and uh, mo motivation and impetus, 
this would not have executed as well as it did. And so, like, I really appreciate that. And the other person to really to really say thank you to is um, the jettisoned, which is uh, JT. He he was the scientist. Oh, okay. Um, he he played the scientist, um, Bill Guy, and the science guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he. He did a great job. Actually, he shot this. So this was cool. Uh, this video is that uh, JT took the the gimbal camera or whatever, mm -hmm. and since he's kind of an NPC, uh, he got just he got to do an amazing view. So this is why since he's a civilian, get... <laughs> yeah, basically, right? Um, but he's there. He's in the thick of it. So yeah, you get yeah. this amazing cinematic perspective of what's going on. Um, without it being a head cam or a shoulder cam, you know what it kind of reminds like me of in, in a good way. It kind of reminds me of like in uh, Cloverfield. If you've seen the movie Cloverfield, how they're doing it like a, like a home kind of like documentary thing of all the crazy shit that's going on. Uh, but this is different because he's playing a scientist, not just like a rando. Like he's brought in there for a reason to do a thing, and the uh, the squad is essentially there to provide protection and cover while he does his stuff and it just it wasn't even planned this way this was just kind of one of those hey i'm not really doing anything he he talked to serge and said i'm not really doing anything um why don't i just run the camera and we can at least get some good clips and what we didn't realize till afterwards that not only did he get good clips he shot where the action was the whole time because he is where the action is because he's the package that <laughs> yeah. has to be carried around the field. And yeah, this is, this is my favorite part right here on this scenario where they walk up into the, uh, um, the spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just gets pelted nonstop. Yeah, he shot me. Well, he shot me from like three feet away. <laughs> I know, I saw uh, that. <laughs> Oh, well, Josh did, and I just stood there and smacked at him, and he didn't understand why I wasn't reacting. And I was like, "You're on the spawn." <laughs> that was a little bit of miscommunication, but it's one of those hilarious moments that just makes it all the more funner. Yeah, it's just the him standing there wondering why I'm not turning around and walking off. And I, I just, I just stood there and stared at him for a minute. So eventually he'd figure it out. And I was like, you're on the spawn. Oh, hilarious. All right. His, his big brother there paid me back for it with, uh, <laughs> with the rapid fire suppression with a Springer people. Uh, and that's what I talk about. Like when I, when we do the training videos mm -hmm. and I talk about two to three rounds per second, and you can do that with a pump action springer you can effectively suppress people that scene right there i was more than effectively suppressed i was full-on suppressed <laughs> you were just suppressed you were oppressed <laughs> at that point <laughs> i was oh yeah was definitely uh th that thing was i think that thing was shooting a little hotter than our rules uh were because i got a couple of bruises from that one uh that's how you know it was a good time <laughs> yeah like it was i was laughing the whole time uh i mean yeah. it did it was a little stingy but it was still funny okay uh so i i okay i know but i'll say for the sake of the audience um it seems as though some of these aliens have different attack methods and different attack patterns 
Um, and players are going down and they're putting their arm up. And do you want to explain what that means? <laughs> All right. So there's a there's a couple of different um, aliens, Xenos. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a drone that has a little hula hoop. And he can walk around with that hula hoop. And when he drops the hula hoop down, he's invincible. And it becomes an instant spawn point. Okay. And, uh, and so that's a drone. And then we have warriors, which carry three socks with them. We refer to them as seed pods. Nice. And if you get hit with a seed pod, you take a knee, you pick the seed pod up, and you take a knee, and you hold it up over your head. And what happens is that an alien can come and grab you and drag you away. And you have to get up and go with them. And so you can be taken to the hive where you'll turn into an alien. alien. Nice. Um, so it does uh, have a little bit of that like team change dynamic that HPZ has. Yeah, and the reason why uh, the reason why a tag from an alien, if you have a seed pod, doesn't automatically turn you into an alien, is because it would it kind of breaks the rule because you're giving them a. Uh, you're giving them kind of an instant turn yeah. and we kind of the, the part of the squad based gameplay is to encourage that working together dynamic creating and maintaining that team dynamic so that you're working together with each other and that ultimately your collective survival is the most important part of this game we are still working on the rule sets to where it's a um there's a point system kind of thing and uh and it's scaled off of like how many people you have how many objectives you complete that kind of thing it's still very rough and i don't like any of the numbers i've come up with yet <laughs> so like i don't know how much longer that's going to be but the right now we really want to see is do our roles and does the interaction work and so far we think it does it needs a little bit of tuning um but we uh one of the things that we didn't consider beforehand was the how does the medic get revived um well i mean if it's like traditional medic rounds and once the medic goes down then i mean that's just it i mean right so like when your corpsman gets scrapped your corpsman gets scrapped yeah. uh, we we were Unless considering it's a team that has like more than one medic but I, I don't remember off the top of my head if that's allowed in the rules right so it's there's the kind of the specials mm -hmm. um are there's only like a limit of one per team so far okay. that's kind of how we've worked the rules because some of those special abilities uh, you can okay. uh some of those special abilities uh so like a heavy a heavy gunner like doesn't the seed pods don't affect them because they're up armored mm -hmm. so those seed pods just aren't going to penetrate into the armor and uh, cause any effect to them but you can't have a squad full of heavies because then that destroys the whole point of the seed pod right uh then the counterpoint is that the recon or scout uh can take a knee and instantly becomes invisible to the the aliens and so that he can't be tagged um but the of course the seed pods can still get him because he's not armored or anything it's just the aliens don't see him anymore because he's that stealthy yeah you see that was one thing because i have looked through your rules already like i said and i 
I kind of cleaned them up for my own peace of mind because I have a habit of doing that. I'll admit that it's an it's an OCD thing. Um, I when I read format that, it so you can read it. It's that's not a big deal. Yeah, and uh, when I read that in the rules, I was kind of like, how do they intend this? Because uh, you know, to me, like, do they have a camouflage because they're like recons, or is this like a thing where it's just like they have like recon tactics, like they know how to hide, you know, behind enemy lines type of thing, or? Yeah, and that and that's really that's really the idea was that they can turn the camouflage on and off kind of deal so if they get up and move when you get up and move you destroy camouflage regardless of um whatever your camouflage source is uh, whereas if you're still you're sitting still or whatever camouflage the effectiveness of camouflage is greatly enhanced and so they have i think we had I think they had a yellow bandana. Mm -hmm. And so if they took a knee, they became camouflaged. And oh, okay. so then the aliens couldn't tag them. Now, if they stood up and started, if they were standing up or moving around, of course. That kind then, of negates that. Yeah, then that negates it. But if they're taking a knee, so if, if they start knee crawling and stuff like that, that's not, no, that's not how that works. Um, you, if you bend over, if you kind of scuffle around, yes, that's acceptable. But if you think you're going to knee crawl across the field through the hive, that's uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, like well, <laughs> yeah, but like there's people that would straight up sacrifice themselves like that to win, right? Like yeah. if it, any system established will be gamed by humans. That's true. And Entirely true. Uh, so and it, with knee pads, you can go quite far and do do some pretty rough stuff before walking on your knees. You know, it really starts having an effect. Um, depending on your age, of course. Yeah, I was gonna say depending on age, your, your age is gonna yeah, have, age yeah. and body mass are a huge huge indicator of how that's gonna affect you. So mm -hmm. I, I had but one. Yeah, it's uh, fun. Yeah, I, I had one question comment, and I don't know, maybe there's a design reason for this. Uh, I think it's your your. Uh, your workers, or I'm sorry, your warriors, the the ones the ones that come up with the full noodle, the workers. Why is it they only have one noodle instead of two? Is that for a specific reason? Why is it they have what? Oh, uh, only one noodle instead of two. Uh, cause that's all we had. Oh, okay. I I was just curious. I was like, is that for like a design reason where, like, you didn't want to give them manacles? You wanted to give them like a like a tail, like kind of like tail whip alien style type thing. Or... There was no, there was no real design okay. to that. I was part just curious yet. myself. There's, yeah, there's lots of ideas to create incentivization for being an alien mm -hmm. and creating some type of growth progression. Um, we don't have that figured out yet that's perfectly fine uh, but i mean we're just kind of working on scenarios we're kind of working on the play and interaction and we'll refine it and tune it and make it better as we go uh, as it is it was hilariously fun uh, everybody had a great time i got lots of good feedback for it and um what's interesting enough is that some of the criticisms that people had about well this didn't really work and i was like well that didn't work by design yeah um it that was designed to be a weak point or designed to be a strong point uh and to to create a situation or an area where you have to think your way around that and um 
yeah. So you the, want to give any specifics? Tell me that some of it. Uh, I mean, if you don't want to, that's perfectly fine. Too. It's not. It's not that I don't want to. It's that I don't really remember okay. them because there was there. there it's was been so a while. Much, yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, it's been it's been a couple weeks, and there was so much that that went on, and some just some of the conversations I was you know that that people would say about like the numbers or the counts or something like that and um i wouldn't just shut the people down like that's not my style mm -hmm. but i would say well that's that's actually designed because if you think about it and if it's five seconds or no time then it's too quick right and mm -hmm. it... yeah and uh i'm sorry i had, a, no I had to deal with something for a sec um, no worries no worries it has and it's about balancing the time and balancing the events and uh just trying to keep the gameplay going so yeah uh, i was gonna say i have played hvz um and that that's one of my issues with hvz and i think you've handled it really well which is as the game progresses it can become too fast um especially when you get to like the later events uh or like days of hvz if it's a multi-date event um where the zombies respawn is just like ridiculously fast i think you have a good balance from what i've seen um you know from my game design experience and background i think you guys have done a fantastic job well it's the roles of the mm -hmm. squad and the squad mechanic Oops. are mm -hmm. what what helps to keep counterbalance the the horde count and if you can work together as a team and you can coordinate fields of fire and you're on your tiptoes and you you don't get a corner to collapse then you can make it through but on the other hand this game is designed to be a meat grinder it is relentless and if you do make mistakes or you are choppy or a little sloppy you're you're gonna fold in half and you might have one or two survivors by the end of it at a full tilt run trying to get back to the the the, the insertion point or objective point or something like that and they may very well not make it and that's one of the reasons why it's going to be a, a points thing is that so that if you do get that one person that makes it back to the the exit point well at least you get some points right and if if all the other teams get a team wipe well at least you got some points right very true you know uh you had mentioned earlier about how um i mean okay uh let me roll back a little bit more the the basics of the game is uh, essentially confirmed kill if i'm understanding correctly which means uh you get tagged by an enemy and in some way shape or form uh you go down uh, medic either tags you in or an enemy, aka a Xenos, uh, tags you in and now you switch sides. Correct. Um, and the second tag has to be separate and by hand. Yeah. So it can't so be the same person. Like, for example, if I was playing a Xenos and I tagged you and you go down, I can't be the same person to tag you again to convert you. Correct. And the, the other the other Xeno that comes up behind you to tag me uh has to use their hand they can't use the pull noodle okay. or any kind of other thing so the the confirmed tag has to be by hand um and that is also by design nice okay yeah that that's something i uh had really liked and i really thought that was um a nice way of handling situations like that i know that um 
that's how they handle things i think in mall mutation madness from when we talked with uh Tyler it is it is um uh i don't know it's... if you were inspired by that or if you were already doing that and you're like wow that just worked so well <laughs> how they handle it like so i love the kill confirm rule and we had several game modes that we played uh with scfl or when we played at Tuggy park that mm -hmm that used a kill confirm game set. It was really, really cool. And I really liked it. And that's kind of what I was going off with HV Xenos. Um, the, the handling of that, the handling of that was, was heavily in, inspired by the mall mutation madness rules. Um, when I was making, wasn't when I was making some final design changes about a year ago, uh, to the rules, the i had gotten the rules of mall mutation madness like a couple weeks before and just read read through them and yeah just poured over them wish i'd gotten them like a year or two before because then it would have saved me solving a lot of problems <laughs> um uh and and but even in the even in that they did give me some heads ups to some problems some future problems potential, you haven't even thought of yet. Yeah, some, yeah, some <laughs> potential problems that I hadn't thought of yet, which is what I was shooting for. That's the whole beauty of sharing these ideas is that when somebody else wants to to take your idea and or has an idea for something and that's very similar and wants to do it, by sharing the way I do it and, and Kyle sharing the way they do it and, and the guys up mm -hmm. in, in New England sharing the way they do it, mm -hmm. um, we can... Uh, we can put in that information out for people that want to create their own game style and and say hey you know they'll read through the rules and be able to anticipate problems before they become problems and so they've already got solutions and so they never become problems yeah i think it's handled really well especially the way you guys have been doing it already um and i also want to just uh, throw out there generally for anybody who's curious and interested in it um, you guys don't do this every month. You do it whenever I think you guys have means to. Um, and your best bet, um, and feel free to correct me, Blaster. Uh, your best bet is if you are interested and you happen to live in the Houston area, would be to uh, get associated with Hanu and SCFL if you can. Uh, and they would be the ones to tell you. If not, I would say maybe look up, uh, look up Serge on uh, Facebook. I think he's on Facebook. Yeah, we, we both Hanu and SCFL have a Facebook page mm -hmm. and we do post the things that are coming up and what, what we're doing there. Uh, the HV Xenos thing is probably going to be about once a quarter. So we're kind of looking at doing a rotating schedule where we do like a competitive play, we do a drills day, and then we do like HV Xenos uh, type, type play. And because it does take time to come up with scenarios mm -hmm. and the settings and and work on these rule sets. Oh yeah. So, so it does. It is kind of iterative. Plus, we like we still like doing the competitive stuff. We still like running oh, yeah. right at each other full tilt. And the way we do that better and more consistently is having a skills or drills day, which is kind of a drills day kind of a fun goof around day those are the kind of days where we play titan ball or we play everybody gets a mixel <laughs> and shoots at each other and we do 3v3 mega xl um so it's not just it's not necessarily intensely skills but it is like getting out there and and working some 
working some skill sets and playing some some fun games. You know, that's always what's the most important in all honesty. Well, we the 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 tactics games are how we are still a skill set, you know, and mm -hmm. working out communication and coordination and you know explaining fields of fire and and covering and really reinforcing that kind of team play, which is a lot of what we do in the SCFL. It is it is pretty high speed team focused, and I think the HVZ thing just kind of plays into that. Um, this this idea came about from from playing with these guys at this high speed, this kind of next level gameplay. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what, it, you know, it'd be cool to run something mass multiplayer HVZ style um, that combines the two. And that's kind of was the impetus for the HVZ Nose game. Yeah, cause I, would, I would put that out there. Uh, HVZ Nose, at least at the moment, is played at a higher FPS than uh, HVZ is. Well, we still run. Uh, well, right. our plan I mean, is still to run at 150. Okay. So well, we do run at 150. Well, 150 is still above. Uh, last time I checked, was still above uh, End War HVZ uh, standards. Because they run at like 130 or something, right? Yeah, because they they put on college campuses, and I mean, people can bitch and complain all you want. It's like, hey, if you're getting a free venue, you're gonna do whatever you can to keep that free venue. Well, I think it's the other thing is the situation. Yeah. Like. Um, uh you know that's that scenario mm -hmm. and so that 130 makes sense um you have a lot of college kids that would be um joining in there and they're not necessarily up for taking a 150 fps shot at you know three feet and not that it's my favorite thing to do but uh the reason why we play at 150 versus that 130 is there is a range difference um we are kind of in an open field we have a lot of open areas and so um, being able to clear those distances because believe it or not even in these open areas because of the way things work and how swarming works there is enough cover to create points to where um you, your team can get collapsed very easy this is not an easy game even in this open area where mm -hmm. typically you know these open areas the the gameplay favors the squad well when you work the rules the way we've got the rules that that kind of balances that out at so, least that's uh that's our running concept mm -hmm. so so for right now how big is the squad size is that like is that restricted on paper yet or is that still like up in the air like five to eight people or could i our current them? rule set is five okay. our current rule set is five um i do want it to be eight but the reason why we're limiting it at five is we're still finessing the rules and so we want to limit we want to see what the interactions are between the different roles mm -hmm. and then as we expand that and even when as we expand it the options will always be from five to eight Okay. And that's going to be affected, and your squad size, your starting squad size, is going to affect the point system. Nice. Um, I've come up with several different scales. Like I said, I don't really like any of them yet. Uh, I'm sure eventually I'll get one that I like, but that's kind of what it. But it is going to be based off of if you start with five, how the how the point scale, and if you start with eight, how the point scale, okay. um, so that people with with eight people which are highly more likely to um 
complete objectives and um you know get to the finish line because well you've got more bodies to chew through versus five and so it's trying to find some balancing to the the advantage of numbers so that you can still run you know with five or six people and still you know get gradient gradient points the same as people running eight man squads so. but that that's like down the road work in progress kind of thing right now it's we're yeah, because the plan is to run out there and shoot at each other and have fun. And <laughs> yeah, because that, that was going to be the other issue I was, or, or not, I guess not an issue, the other topic or point of interest I was going to bring up, which is, I would say this is still in beta test. You know, there are the very earliest alpha testing because you guys are barely getting it to, um, I mean, respectfully to where it starts looking like an actual game. <laughs> right, right. Well, this what you're saying is video footage of of our second running of what we can consider HV Xenos. Mm -hmm. um, we ran a scenario at a Hanu game probably a year and a half or so ago. Mm -hmm. um, and that uh, it was some of the ideas and stuff from that took a while to really be um, processed. <laughs> yeah, be processed and kind of percolate through. Plus, mm -hmm. life and other things uh, kind of got in the way from uh, for both me and Surge. And. Um, we're the ones kind of leading the charge on this. So that's nice. kind of where, where it's, I mean, it's really my brainchild um, and really fostered and grown with a whole lot of input from the rest of the guys. Like I can't, I can't express enough how much influence and ideas uh, get worked into from suggestions from the rest of our crew, like all the time. We had, for a prime example, is like three days before we ran this, mm -hmm. we had a voice chat uh, uh, on our Discord server, and uh, somebody had popped in for all of like eight minutes. And in that eight minutes part of that conversation, there was a problem posed or whatever, and we were kind of fielding for suggestions. And... Uh, one person gave one suggestion and it's like no that's that's genius that is that is the answer and then he's like oh i gotta go bye um, so <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> and it's just so much value came from that one suggestion of how to handle uh, a problem that we were able to that was actually kind of crucial to some elements of gameplay so nice um being open if you are i would say that for other people that are working on the rule set talk to your guys talk to your teams talk to your crew whatever you want to call them so. yeah and just get get input from them and because the other thing is that they get buy-in mm -hmm. and the, they get hyped for it and it makes it easier for um for you the, to plan it and put it together when you're doing it and people are anticipating it and looking forward to having a good time so yeah on the the other issue of well, not, not really issue point of interest uh wanted to point out is um i don't know if you guys are accepting of other players right now but i can tell you from the little bit of teasing i did on my uh youtube channel people definitely have been acting i'm sorry asking for it and people have definitely showed a lot of interest so i wanted to let you guys know yeah, keep up the good work uh i am speaking generally i am not associated with space city foam league and not because i'm against it by any means i just don't live in the area <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a bit of a it's a bit of a trip <laughs> yeah um 
like I, I consider myself a big supporter, but I'm in no way associated with it, so I don't have any push or pull one way or another when the next uh, Humans vs. Xenos event is. But I can definitely tell you I'm a fan of it, uh, and I have talked to at least, I want to say 15, 12 to 15 people that have asked me, like, hey, is it in Houston? I'm in Houston. Where, where do I go for this? Is there an event next month? Or the opposite, which is like, hey, I'll be in Houston this month. Are you going to run an event there? And I'm like, I'm not the one running the event, but uh, <laughs> I can point yeah. you to the right people. Yeah, check out check out the Hanu Facebook page or the SCFL Facebook page. If you're into Discord, from those two pages, you could get a link um, to our Discord servers. And uh, if you're in the Houston area, you're going to be in the Houston area. Uh, first uh, Saturday of the month is Hanu, and the third Saturday of the month is SCFL. And those are run very well. Hanu is 100% the first saturday sometimes we have to change uh when the scfl runs by a week um just because of things that are going on for the people that run it and host it um, but that's usually figured out a couple weeks in advance um but yeah if you check out check out the facebook page is probably the easiest place to find the schedule or our discord servers if you're on discord cool um yeah i mean I didn't mean for this to feel like an interview. I just wanted to. Yeah, talk, I want to be like, like, yeah, we don't want to do an interview this week. We just want to like do us, and we wound up doing an interview. Well, no, us. it's because, in all honesty, I, you know, I'm a, since you first told me about the concept, I was interested, and then when I saw you guys' gameplay uh, footage, I was more interested in it. So it became a situation where it's like, okay, well, now I'm a fan of this, and I want to know more about it for myself, <laughs> you know. And of course, as I promoted it out there, and I want to say for the sake of argument, I did. Uh, get your guys uh, I, I did talk to you ahead of time I, I was like hey I mentioned this in a video are you okay with me mentioning it if not I yeah we're okay it out. Um, because anybody wants to come in you're, you're mm -hmm. in the Houston area even for a weekend and it happens to be that weekend stop mm -hmm. by like come have fun mm -hmm. we're very welcoming we're very open um, and you're gonna have a good time we are going to do our best to make sure you have the best time hanging out with us because we thrive kind of on that Texas hospitality. Yeah, we might be, we might, you know, we might be a whole bunch of like, come to Texas and bring it, <laughs> um, you know, come to Texas and get checked. But uh, on the other hand, when you're here, you're, you know, you're going to be well hydrated and lots of laughs. So. Oh yeah. As a Texan, I, I can relate to that. Like I, I talk a bunch of trash, you know, to, to my, to my local group as we all do. But in all honesty, when we find out somebody new is there, we're more than welcoming, more than hosp hospitable. Uh, we, you know, provide water, provide extra loaner blasters, uh, but also more importantly, explain to people how the blasters work. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, stuff and, like that. and try to get people, try to get people, you know, in, like they showed up, right? Just show them the courtesy of that they that they came out to mm -hmm. to check out what you're doing, and. You know, you might, you know, what's the worst you're going to, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to walk away or you might make a new friend. Like, no, that's true. Very true. So. All right, man. It's 10 o'clock, man. Yeah, this has, I was been, gonna a, say this that. has been a great one, man. I've really enjoyed this. Even though I did, like, people finally heard me talk a whole lot. And I usually <laughs> don't do a lot of the talking. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't feel I'm qualified to talk about HVX because you guys are the ones that are running it. I'm just somebody who was told about it and was, I'll say, brought in with air quotes, but more as like, hey, this is what we're doing, you know. 
here's the rules take a look at them tell me what you think type of thing and i i, I like what i see here like i i would be interested in possibly running a I'll, I'll say a play test with my local group and just giving you guys feedback like hey this worked or we ran into this issue this is confusing or whatever um, yeah do that let me know like yeah. i mean i have no i have no issues with you know people want to people cool. want to play a game like yeah, there's sure. there's some rules play a game have some fun Who nuts? That's, what, that's what they're there for nice um yeah, you know, HV Xenos is just what we call it because it's Texas, it's Space City, it's uh, it's just us. That's it's very it's us. Nice. Well, then you want to go ahead and take us out, man, because it's already uh, it's already ten. <laughs> yeah, it is ten o'clock. All right, thanks everybody for joining us this week on Foam After Dark podcast, and join us next week, same dark time, same dark channel. <laughs>